What's going on, comic fam? It's your boy, the Bearded Comic Bro, and it is time again for another creator interview. And I am thrilled to have Jared Lujan on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And you nailed my last name. Yes. <laughs> First try. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, it's always like, oh man, I'm going to butcher someone's name. And then you spend so much time focusing on that that then, like, you mess up, like, call you like Joe instead of Jared. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Um, yes. But you uh, you are the writer behind the series Drive from Mad Kane Studios, and we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm excited to kind of, you know, hear more about that from you. But I always like to ask creators when I have them on. The first thing I like to find out is, how did you get into comics? Like, where did this kind of start for you? Uh, yeah, so I sort of had like a weird entry into comics that people don't typically have. Um, I got started in manga, which is usually like the opposite, right? People usually get into comics and then kind of work their way into manga. And I was actually the, the flip side of that. Um, I had friends that were really into manga when I was like 14. And um, I kind of just got into reading what they were reading and checking out what they were reading and, and uh, getting really into the storytelling style and stuff like that. And that sort of led me into Western comics. Uh, and and I was I was really around superhero stuff for a really long time and right. I, I like i think i think the the story that i is is that i spent 10 years in and out of comics right like i spent 10 years where i was spending a ton of money on big two comics and then i was unhappy and then i would go back and forth and uh about god five years ago four uh i found I got really into indie comics and the indie scene, um, smaller publishers, things like that. And that's what's kept me around since. So, uh, but yeah, I got started off with, with manga and, and I just got super into that and it just sort of transitioned over. Nice. So what, like, what were some of you, what are some of your go-to kind of comics, like styles that you like to read? I know you said you got into indie. Is there a certain genre of indie that you kind of are drift towards or? Yeah, I really like science fiction. Um, oh. That's, that's sort of like my general kind of safe spot for me. Uh, but I really like um, a lot. I have a really, really diversified taste, I think. If, if it's really, like my, my general rule of thumb is that it's got to be really good, like really intricate, really complex, or really dumb and big and bombastic. And, and like either of those sides, like I'm in it. Like a, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of God Country. is one of my favorite comics of all time. Uh, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not science fiction per se. Right. It's, it's, but it's got those good character moments and it's just, it's just nonstop ridiculous after like the first issue, it just goes for it. And so that's, that's kind of the, the two sides of the spectrum I'm on. Right. Man, no, that's great. Like, I think that's just cool. Like when we're talking to get to hear like creators of just like, what is your kind of draw towards comics? You know, what do you like and what are you interested in? And things like that so i guess the question now is how did you get into creating comics purely accidentally um <laughs> no uh i i i really wanted to so i went to college and i and when i was in college i was doing philosophy and i uh, really wanted to write things like that and then i realized that i'm not smart enough to do that and so uh i wanted to do fiction and if I don't, I, I really experimented with novels okay. and it just wasn't like, I, I wasn't having fun doing it. It felt, it felt really tedious 
And it was really easy to, to be super critical of myself and what I was writing about. And it just felt like hard and, and I just didn't enjoy it at all. So I really started to do comics because I love comics. You know, I was, I was really deep into comics and then um, it's been something that like, obviously I'd been in, lingering in for about 10 years. And so I really just decided to give it a really honest shot. And um, it's, it's kind of what I really, I loved doing it. It's just fun for me. Uh, I have a lot of fun, you know, I have a lot more fun scripting than I do writing prose. And then beyond that, it's, there's like a, a leeway for comics where, like I was talking about God Country just a minute ago, you, you can get more ridiculous with it. There's, there's, and that's fun for me. Like it's, it's, it's sort of like you get to do these really cool, big, ambitious ideas that people would, would kind of throw out if it was a novel um, or, or they'd cut it off and be like, no, this is probably not going to work in this medium. There's, there's a lot more experimentation happening in comics that I really vibe with that I really like to, to I really want to try my hand at. And I really think it's really fun getting pages back at every step of the way. You know, the I think the first comic I ever made is is was like a, a heroin. You know, I just got hooked. Um, the second I saw those pages come back and I was like, oh, man. And then the second I saw the colors come back, I was blown away. And then letters and like each part of it still feels really, really fun and really, really mind blowing for me. And it's just a, it's just something I'm just kind of addicted to that now. I'm just really into that process now. That's Awesome. So let's talk then about the comic that exposed me to you. Let's talk a little bit about Dryfoot. Yeah. Uh, what what is Dryfoot about? If someone's never read it yet and they're watching this interview, what's your comic about? Dryfoot is about four teenage friends who really want to get out of uh, this violent and nasty uh, streets and neighborhood of 1984 Miami's Little La Havana right mm -hmm. so uh they really want to get out of this environment they want to chase their dreams out in in hollywood and so together they hatch a plan to rob a local drug lord of a bunch of cash uh and that's that's what it's about you know it's it's about that that those friendships and decisions and and responsibility and and uh, loyalty and things like that yeah and i think it's I mean, you nailed it. Obviously, you would. You wrote the books. So I would hope you would. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I hope. I hope I nailed it. <laughs> um, but it is cool to see, like you talk about the intricacies. Like this isn't just like, a, oh, we're gonna rob somebody. You're getting to see the dynamics between the four, uh, you know, young people as they kind of their friendship and what that means and the decisions that they make and the choices and how that affects everything. Which I think is a really cool. It almost seems like the robbery aspect is starting to be kind of a side piece to help just follow along with these relationships which is kind of a neat thing yeah i i kind of when we were going into it i was really using the heist as the linchpin right the the book is really about the kids it's it's about their friendship it's about uh their their lives at home it's about why they want to get out of little havana the the heist and the robbery is really the linchpin from what gets them from where they are in issue one to where they end up in issue four and uh that was something that's super, I'm really obsessive about characters. I'm super obsessive about it. Um, and so that was kind of one of the things that I really wanted to put to the forefront is, is I really wanted the, the it's, it's a high story, but it's really a story about these kids. And, and that's really where I wanted that focus to be. Yeah. So where, how did you get connected then uh, with this story with Mad Cave Studios? How, how did this comic get to 
happened with them? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, a, Mad, I'm a Mad Caves talent search winner. Um, I'm from 2019. I, I think you had Stoney on. Stoney and did. His, yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Stoney's like the most beautiful man uh, and, and, a, and a beautiful soul as well. But yeah. uh, he, he, he won in 2018. I was the year after. And um, we, I got, I got dry foot from the same, from the contest. Uh, they kind of reached out to me and they told me what they wanted it. They, they gave me a, the setting and the characters, a, a baseline of info from the characters. Yeah. And uh, a few ideas for plot. And then, but I kind of took it in a, in a little bit of a different direction. Um, and which is really cool because Mad Cave was really, really, um, uh, they were really, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Collaborative. They yeah. were super collaborative. I said, I, I don't, I want to do this instead. And they were like, yeah, that's good. Let's, let's kind of pursue that. So uh, yeah, it was really, really, I, I really just got linked up from them with uh, the, the talent search. Okay. So was the, so was the talent search something that you were just like, Hey, I want to try my hand at writing comics. So I'm going to just enter in. And what did, what was the process for you of kind of getting into that search? Yeah, Stoney, I'm getting to bring up Stoney. I'm going to, I always drag him every time we talk, I drag him about this. Uh, Stoney was like, oh, I'm going to try and give it a shot, you know, and, and he won because Stoney is super talented, super smart and beautiful. Um, I was in comics for three years <laughs> trying to get somewhere with it, right? I was like actively, um, I almost didn't enter the year that I won because I was getting a lot of traction on Twitter with short comics I was writing and, and paying artists to work on. Uh, I was getting a good following. There was, there was, I was getting some anthology work. So uh, I, I wasn't really thinking about entering the talent search because I'd lost in 2018 and um, to Stoney, you know, and, and but what yeah, a beard. <laughs> yeah, he can't, he can't just have a nice beard. He also has to take the talent search, you know, uh, but uh, Anthony Cleveland, who is another talent search winner, he wrote Stargazer and Shozen. Uh, he he and I have been friends for several years before he ever won the talent search. And um, he had mentioned to me that he really wanted, he, that I should give it a shot. He really likes the people at Mad Cave. Uh, that I, he thinks that it would be good. He thought it would be good for me and, and to give it a shot. And so uh, about maybe like a week or two out, I kind of put something together and really obsessively wrote, I, I tell that story and people always think that I just kind of like nonchalantly threw something together. I was really obsessive about it and put it together, submitted it and I won. And so, uh, but yeah, I had been, I had been in comics for, for two or three years by the time that I, I'd won in, uh, in 2019. I think it was, it was, it was three or four actually. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that's cool. Like it just, everyone's paths are so different and unique. Um, and then I think with everything, uh, your comic, came out your both your guys' comics so came out around the same time yeah stony stony's stony had a little bit of bad luck he he yeah. just uh he just had a bit of bad luck but you know the the ultimate thing is that is that the work is good right yeah. and and villainous is is very good uh he's got all people that are also a cultish following around around tilly and so I mean, I'm really glad. I like Jeff a lot too, the artist on Villainous. I really like Jeff. I like his art style. So, you know, it, it sucked that it took so long for for Villainous to came out. That, that, and I know that's hard because, you know, Dryfoot got delayed like, well, at the beginning of the pandemic. I think it got delayed six months. Yeah. But Stoney's Stoney's been in the wings for he was in the wings for like a year. So, you know, he he was patient and it and it paid off. Yeah. 
So dry foot one. Um, I have to ask, how cool was it that you got a second printing of dry foot one? Oh, it was insane. <laughs> it was, it, you know, it was nuts. I, I, I spent um, hours. I, I have spent hours of my life emailing comic shops, uh, dry foot uh, PDFs and talking to them about it. Uh, Dryfoot getting a, a second printing was uh, number one was was insane and it was really really cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't even have the words for it to tell you the truth. It was it was really one of those moments that I was really hoping for and I because I believed in the book, I, I believed in the work we did, and it was crazy to see it pay off. And everybody was everybody was psyched, like from Mad Cave side to my friends to people who liked the book. Everybody, there was like this whole, when it got announced, there was just this big wave of energy and everybody was excited. It was really, really great. It was definitely one of the best moments of my entire life is that that week that it got announced. It was just amazing. That's awesome. And I have to say, like, I never buy second printings, but when I saw that cover coming out, I was like, how could I not get that? That was just <laughs> goes so hard. It's fantastic. Yeah, the guy who did our logo, Miguel Zapata, he's the one that drew the Miguel Zapata is apparently really good at everything, but he's a he did the he's a graphic design lettering and he's an artist and he did our second cover print the Scarface cover and it's super good. It's just and it's just great. It's it's a really good cover. I really like that they changed the logo for it too. Yep. Um it was great. It's a great it's an amazing cover. That's that's awesome so so we talked a little bit about dry foot we talked about the relationships where how how long is this kind of world going on you know how many comics do you have this planned out for and what's your kind of expectations of the dry foot universe um right now we have four issues done and completed and as far as i am currently concerned that's the conclusion okay um yeah we 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 have dry foot three coming out today and uh and then drive for four in December. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, like it's, it's done. Um, I'm happy where the story ends. Yeah. And, and uh, I'd like, uh, but if, if Matt Cave came back and said, Hey, we want to bring the entire team back because I, I love the art team. Um, Orlando Caicedo on inks, um, Warnia Sahadewa on colors, Justin Birch on letters. I love all of those people. Uh, they, they did such great work on the book. They were such a great collaborative team. And uh, if they told me that they wanted to bring everybody back for a, a second volume, I'd figure something out. But uh, but it's right now, as far as I'm concerned right now, it's it's over after four. Which is, you know, it's always interesting because sometimes you'll hear people say like, I'm happy with where I'm going to be able to take it. Or others like, well, if people like it, we'll keep it going. But it's nice sometimes I think that you can have like, no, this is the, this is the story I want to tell. And sure, you can probably dip your toe back in if you need to. But this is this is where you're at and you're happy with it. So I think that's kind of cool to have that perspective too. Yeah. I think stories should be allowed to end. Yeah. And um, I think that the way Dryfoot ends is really, it feels very final. I think there's enough stuff like that we leave off on that, you know, there's enough questions where we could, we could adventure back into it, but it's one of those endings where if you're like, yeah, this is the last book I ever read. They're good enough questions where the reader can kind of, fill in the blanks on their own right um but yeah i i'm really really happy with where it ends after four issues uh so yeah but it, like, like i said if, if they came calling with the exact same team I'd, I'd be it'd be a hard thing for me to say no to so what what then do you have in store for you know your your 
comic book world after Dryfoot. Do you have anything in the works now? Do you have ideas for future? Where, what's in store? Twenty twenty one is a big year. Um, thankfully, I, I'm I'm extremely grateful to be able to say that. But uh, in twenty twenty one, I have another mini series coming out from a different publisher. Okay. Um, and uh, that's going to probably hit solicits early 2021, uh, where we're about done with the entire series. So uh, fingers crossed, that's going to be something that we can all talk about soon. Nice. Um, yeah, I've got a Kickstarter project that I'm working on that will be on Kickstarter by March or April of 2021. Uh, so that's a really big, bombastic, fun book. Uh, that, that I'm really excited to, to, to bring to people. Um, that's gonna, so we're gonna have that out by the summer, I'm presuming okay. right now. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's, really, it's a really fun book. Um, I've also got um, a big story in uh, Black Hole's project that was uh, a cold dark universe that just got funded. Um, so that's, it's, a, it's an anthology about um, positive sci-fi, uh, sci-fi, stories like hopeful about the universe and things like that um that will be getting to backers i presume early you know january february um maybe into the spring uh first quarter of 2021 i believe is the goal um that just got funded so that's definitely happening um i also have a story in the big hype project that i'm not sure when it's hitting kickstarter it's probably okay. hitting kickstarter next year and uh, I, have a, I have a large, like, uh, I think it's like a 15, 16 page story in that. And then I have one more unannounced book, um, or I'm sorry, one more unannounced anthology uh, of appearance that I'm making uh, that I can't talk about in late, I'm presuming it's going to be late 2021. Okay. Um, so, so yeah. everything, you're literally doing everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was... You know, I, I really, I was really hesitant to do Kickstarter until after Dryfoot, and okay. I saw so many of my friends this year do amazing Kickstarters, and they were just fantastic. And so, um, I really want to do two next year. I, I don't know if I have that in me, uh, okay. but I, I'm going to try and do. I'm going to try and knock out two next year. But yeah, like a, a at least through the first half of the year, I'm on everything. You know. <laughs> so we. If we were fans of your work from Dryfoot, we're going to get plenty more work from you. And that's exciting because I think we are fans of Dryfoot. So. Yeah, it's very different work too, which is, yeah. what it, which is what I think is so exciting. Like my black hole story is really, it's, it's a, it's a sci-fi story. It's really action adventure and it's fun. Um, I have uh, the Kickstarter project I'm bringing is, really different uh fantasy sort of sci-fi sort of mythology thing um i've got a really i'm doing a horror thing in another anthology and then my my big hype project is like really intense and heavy um about like existentialism and dying and so like there's just it's just going to be really varied and i really i'm really excited about that because i really want to show people that you know Dryfoot is is funny it's got its its heavy themes but um, I really want to show people just how varied and how wide ranging I can, I like to go and, and my interests are. <laughs> nice. No, I think that's cool. I think that's great to see this diverse, like 
you don't know what you're going to get, but you know it's going to be quality writing. And I think that's right. the aspect. And because, um, you know, whether you like, you know, different things, it's something for a little bit of everyone. And I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, I think any, anybody who shoehorns themselves is uh, to, to one specific genre or something is sort, really limiting your own ability. Right. Um, you know, Dryfoot's really crimey and it's really realistic, um, but everything else is sort of just like, no, let's just see what X or Y thing is going to look like. Let's just kind of experiment. And, and uh, but yeah, it's really, I, I really am one of those people that wants to dabble in everything. I want to give everything a chance and, and kind of see what turns out. <laughs> so you, with all these different projects that you have coming on, um, coming up and, you know, even with Dryfoot, how do you go about figuring out who you're going to work with? I'm sure it's different for different cases and different scenarios, but like, how's that process for you of like who you're going to work with writing and lettering and coloring? And So if, if I can help it, I very, I, I try and get um, someone else to make that decision most of the okay. time. Like, because uh, I can spend forever doing that. Um, with with Dryfoot, I, they, they chose everybody for me and that was cool. Uh, not for me. They told me who I was going to be working with, and I and I was just so happy to be like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, with another story, the other mini series, that was a group that I got together um, with for the pitch. So that was really cool. Uh, they're all my friends, and so it was it was just kind of worked out really well. Um, the big hype story, I think I got everybody given to me. They just kind of told me what I was doing because yeah. uh, I told them I didn't have time <laughs> to look someone up. Uh, but everything else is like, it's generally, you know, if I'm not looking for something super specific, if I don't have a really good image of what I want the book to look like, um, I, I just ask my friends pretty much. Mm. Um, I, I really, I have a, a lot of really talented art friends that I, I just kind of like, hey, um, I have the X or Y opportunity and I really need someone I can rely on, someone I already knew I like working with. So let's let's kind of see if, who's busy and who who's got time to help me out with it. Um, so that's kind of been worked out in my favor. Uh, I know Justin, the letter for Dryfoot. I don't think Justin's ever turned down work in his life. So oh if goodness. I that guy that guy letters more books than I think I read in a week. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm ever like, oh man, you know, I need a letter and I can't figure out anybody else, I'm always just gonna reach out to Justin. You know. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a it's it's really just a matter of like. Who do I know is available? Who do I know is busy? And, um, but like with the Kickstarter book, I had to find someone. Uh, I was looking for something super specific and I really, I, I wanted to work with um, an artist who was, who was uh, Mexican. I wanted to work with a Mexican artist because the book deals heavily with uh, Aztec mythology and things like that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was, so that was like one of the, the, the things I, I told myself I had to figure, I had to find. So I had to reach out, um, find someone that I hadn't worked with before, and we started kind of going together, and we and we worked out really well. So um, yeah, if if I don't have to choose someone, if I know I have a friend who's available, that's usually what I do. <laughs> well, Jared, thank you so much for just taking some time to talk comics with me. Um, before we officially wrap up, is is there anything else that you just want to share? Is there, or at least how people can find you if you don't have anything else that you want to talk about? 
Yeah, no. Um, if you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Jared Lujan. Um, just spelled like my name in the in the, the, the description. Um, yeah, you can just go on there and uh, see me tweet about what I'm working on and uh, books that I like and the Wu Tang Clan things like that. Um, Instagram. If you like dogs, I post pictures of my dog pretty regularly on Instagram. Uh, she is like the cutest dog of all time. But um, and then in my website. I, uh, LujanWrites.com. Um, I have a bunch of free comics that are short and you can kind of check out and see what I'm kind of into and the things that I like to write about uh, right there. And, and a bunch of them are, I have like five or six free, free short page, short comics on there. So nice. Yeah. And all those, all the links, uh, YouTube and uh, Instagram and Twitter and the uh, website, those are all in the description of this video below. So make sure you guys click on those links. Uh, follow Jared because I'm sure you're gonna need to follow him to get all the news of when these books are dropping that he's <laughs> <laughs> just cover with and I like how you just suddenly like dropped in a Wu-Tang like on your Twitter like oh, Wu-Tang <laughs> yeah I talk about the Wu-Tang so much I talk about Wu-Tang Clan like regularly like I, I'm I'm my comics feed it, my my Twitter feed is like comics 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 and then I'm like Hey, this album from twenty some odd years ago is still really good. <laughs> so you can also find on his page then uh, reaction videos so as he watched the Wu Tang Clan documentary. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Jared, thank you so much again for your time. Uh, I appreciate you just taking some time to talk comics with me. Yeah, thank you for having me, and thank you everybody for supporting Dryfoot. Those of you that have and. Um, Dryfoot is available in your local comic shop. If you haven't bought Dryfoot, if you're watching this interview and you think, hey, maybe that guy's got something of value, you can always tell your comic shop. Um, the second printing still has a few copies available. Number two still has copies available. They can still get them, or you can get them all on madcapestudios.com. Yeah, and so if you haven't done that, what are you doing? And this video, go to your LCS, <laughs> get some Dryfoot, and live your life and enjoy it because it will help you do that. So thank you again, Jared. Uh, and for all you watching, uh, make sure you follow along, Jared, so you can know all his stuff, uh, what his comics are dropping, because it sounds like 2021 is busy. And with that being said, hopefully you all can find some time to curl up, grab a book, and nerd out. Peace.